Welcome to the Eastside Church Podcast. We're a community-driven church based in Charlotte, North Carolina, and invite you to join us on Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m. For more information, visit our website, eastsidechurch.co. I was telling the first service, I was giggling on the way up here during first service thinking, man, I think the reason that they don't let the children's pastor speak very often is because we spend every Sunday with your kids and they tell us everything. (laughs) So we know all of the dirt on your family. No, I'm just kidding. They do tell us a lot, but we keep it confidential. No, I'm just kidding. I do, though. I have the greatest uh, group of volunteers back there, and I could not speak up here if I did not give them a shout out. I know we have one team, Mac and Abby and Bailey, that they serve faithfully every single Sunday morning, y'all. And they don't do it. That's right. Give me a hand. They don't do it because they woke up in the morning and said, I want to spend today with kids. They do it because they love God and they do it because they are a willing and able vessel and God has used them and they don't just do Sunday school with your kids, they do church. They are taught the word and we are seeing the fruit of it and I pray you are seeing the fruit of it in their lives at home as well. So anyways, well, we just got back from the ladies retreat um, this weekend. We were up there with about 31 ladies up at Apple Hill Lodge and it was an amazing time together and I love seeing how God can take you know, just a, a simple word that he puts in uh, Miss Liz's heart, like she shared on Wednesday night. And she will, she will literally just take uh, scriptures, or you maybe maybe one word, and give it to several of us and say, I want you to speak on this. I want you to speak on this. There's not really specifics beyond that. And so you're looking at the outline going, okay, how is this going to all make sense? But when a group of ladies come together and say, Holy Spirit, we want the foundation of our lives to be built on you. We want you to teach us. We want you to mold us and shape us. He shows up and he flew and it was amazing and he coordinated it all. And it was cool to see how God worked behind the scenes. And one of the things, um, and actually before I even go there, one thing I wanna say is um, it always gets a little bit bittersweet um, during the weekend. And I always, and I always just take time to pray because I feel like, there's people missing, you know? And maybe as, as we share testimonies a little bit this morning and dig into the word, maybe you're one of those ladies that couldn't join us this weekend, but I don't want you to listen to testimonies and, and feel left out and feel like you're not part of this sisterhood because each one of you were missed, each one of you were prayed for, and I believe God has the same word and he has, it knows exactly where you are and exactly what you need. And that's what we're gonna believe for today, that you will be refreshed, that you will be renewed, and that you will be poured into because you are just as much a part of this body as the ladies that were there, amen? Amen. So one of the things that Pastor Liz challenged us with um, and opened up the weekend was um, believe God for one word. You know, sometimes we're believing God for a full story or a full picture, but, but sometimes he says, I, you know, just one word, just one word, because I want that word to be a seed planted in your heart. And then it gives me something to work off of. It gives me something to grow. And that's what we talked about. We talked about, you know, in First Corinthians 6, it talks about our, our bodies being the temple of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we built on was our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So what's that one word, that seed that the Holy Spirit can plant in your life this weekend that will bear fruit and that I continue to use to grow and to speak words of life and truth into your heart. So that's what this represents is all of those words that the ladies were given. And I loved having, I said, let's bring that up there so that not only is it a reminder to them, but it's a reminder to us of his faithfulness to finish what he started 
in us as we continue to seek him past this weekend on the things that he showed us. So I really just want to take the opportunity to have a couple ladies, maybe one or two of you, um, to just come up and share what God did. Maybe it's your word. Maybe it is... um, you know, something else that he showed you, but I know, I know out of 31 women, there have to be a couple that are willing to talk. So there we go. So I'm going to have to grab you if you don't. So this is Miss Angela. We are excited. Woo woo. Yeah, you're welcome. Good morning. Um, the Lord gave me the word pursue, and then he dropped um, a couple of passages um, of scripture. Um, the word pursue, I looked it up. And it means to chase after, to chase after in pursuit of something. And he gave me the scripture in 1 Samuel uh, about David and his merry men had come to, into their camp. And their, enemy, their enemies, the Almakites, came in and they burnt the city and they took captive their wives and their children and their possessions. And David sought the Lord and he asked God, should I pursue this camp and should I overtake them? And God's response to them was says, he said, pursue for you shall overtake and recover all. And so that scripture pursue has been pretty much my life. You know, I moved here to Charlotte in pursuit of what God had for me. I came here blindly, not knowing anyone, no family or anything. And so my life has always been a life of pursuit. And then the other scripture that God brought to my remembrance was... um, when, uh, let's see, I have it written down. Please forgive me. <laughs> oh, it was when uh, God told the Hebrew people that the land was theirs, but they had to experientially go in and dispossess the enemies in order to obtain what God had promised to them. Amen. You know, they had to go in, they had to pursue it, they had to war. And in the pursuit of the things of God, we have to have a tenacity to go after the promises that God has given us, even go after the inheritance. And sometimes life will cloud us of the promises and we walk in doubt and fear and and we have to pursue our healing. We have to pursue our blessings. We have to pursue everything that God has promised to us, even our identities. I, I, thank you, Lord. During the praise and worship, it was like God gave me a download. And the download was, I looked at my past, who I used to be. (laughs) And I began to look at who I am now. I am God has shown me the recovery. Sometimes we don't know what the recovery is. He said, you will recover all. My recovery is I am now walking in God's intent of who Angela is. I, I love Angela. I admire Angela now. I mean, I, who would imagine that I would be bubbly and, and loving. I, I could not love before. I couldn't stand for people to touch me. But I pursued God through my Christian walk. And, and I'm discovering who Angela is. And I can truly say, 
I love him and I love this person that he have created me to be. I am walking out God's intention, his um, original intent of who I am. And it's because I pursued after God. Amen. I love it. I love it. Anybody else next? Next. I get in trouble. <laughs> Hi, DNA. So I was standing in Ingalls yesterday afternoon after we left the worship retreat, and I was thinking about our last service ladies. yesterday morning. Ladies retreat. Ladies retreat. Sorry, it felt like a worship retreat. <laughs> it was a worship retreat, and I was standing in there and I was processing because it takes me a while. But in the service yesterday morning, somebody had casually mentioned how we're set apart and how he called each and every one of us and how it was so good. And I was sitting there thinking, I kind of believe that because <laughs> technically aren't we all? And I realized mm, that's probably not good that I'm thinking that. <laughs> and so I was standing in the store and I was just asking him, I was like, why, why do I feel that way? Why do I think that way? And he very sweetly said, cause you just don't know that I set you apart from all the people that could have been besides you. My mother and father created me because he knit me together through them. I looked up the numbers last night <laughs> about how many possible people could have been created by me uh, other than me in that one dance. And it was like my calculator was throwing letters and numbers that I've never recognized before. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> but um, so he was just like, out of all the people that could have possibly existed, you were the one to best adore me and be adored by me in that one <laughs> moment. And so I realized as I looked up, I'm in a store. I mean, I'm surrounded by people. And I was looking at people who were set apart with me because they are here because he decided that they were who he needed to be his expression on this earth at this moment. That I have notes, I wasn't gonna look at them, but. <laughs> I didn't realize I considered it a competition. I looked at others and I was like, I, I'm set apart but so are you, so that doesn't make me special. And it was, it was always an afterthought, like it was always just in the back of my mind. And when he did that in that moment, something shifted in me. All of a sudden, I wasn't looking at somebody else who I had to be in competition of. I was looking at somebody else who was set apart, who could have been a million trillion different people, but he needed that one person. That person isn't somebody who is lost. That person is somebody who needs to be found because they need to know who they are. They need Amen. to know that they're set apart. They were created to adore and be adored by God. And I looked around and I just, I felt like I saw people for the first time. <laughs> and so... I was just sitting here and I was, I was thinking about Psalm 139 and it I always read, I read right past this last part, but it starts with, for you formed my inward parts, you needed me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works and my soul knows it well. Yesterday, standing in a grocery store after we left the women's retreat, my soul realized it well. 
And my testimony started over yesterday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, keep the And so um, my word for this weekend, which I got on Saturday, was uncover. No, I know it's, it's not the little one. Uncover. And he just, he's made it so aware that his love is, is layered. It's a, it's a mystery to be discovered and uncovered. It's, it's an adventure. He doesn't give his heart in pieces, but because of my human condition, I get the honor and adventure of uncovering it one bit at a time and being in constant wonder and never losing that. So. Thank you, Lord. Keep going? Okay. That's it. <laughs> Is there anybody else? Yay, Abby! I just taught the kids how to bust fear, so. <laughs> so while we were there, I just needed to see a waterfall. I don't know what it was, but I was like, I have to see a waterfall this weekend. I was determined to go see a waterfall. So on Saturday, Friday, Friday, we hopped in the car, and we went to see a waterfall. And it was great. It was small, but it was good. Um, so I was standing in the creek. So there's a waterfall in the creek, and I was standing there. And I was looking back at the waterfall, and the Lord said, yes, I'm big. But if you come close, you get to see the detail. I am a God of detail. And I realized that I always, my natural, the way that I looked at the Lord was big and almighty and sovereign and good. And, that's, and he is that. So he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm big, but... If you get to come close, you get to see the detail. And it, it, all, it all just correlated with different things that he said. And I think this happened for a lot of women there, was it was just the layers, and it was like a web of, of what he was saying. And it, all, and it all was detailed, and it made sense in the end. And it all like wrapped together. So a word that I had gotten a couple weeks before was, I have something for you. But it was like he has something for me. And it was like I was standing across the room, and I was like, yeah. Show it to me. And he's like, you have to come here and see it. You have to come close to see this. And so my word was detail, I think. Um, that's pretty much it. Thank you. I love how God is such a big God, and he's got so much going on, but he has the time to speak to each of us individually. He knows exactly where each of us are. And... Um, a couple months ago, I guess, when Anna came up to me after Wednesday night service and said, Alex has scheduled you to preach. And I said, after I picked myself off the floor and began breathing again, I, uh, I thought, okay, okay. So I immediately began to seek God and say, okay, God, what are you doing and what are you saying? And it was crazy because he gave me one word, just one word. And, you know, Liz, at that point in time, we hadn't really talked about the staff or, or the ladies retreat and didn't know anything about it. And so I was like, I just began to pursue it and pursue it and, you know, kind of studying different, um, you know, battles in the Bible, trying to figure out, you know, what does this word mean? And the word he gave me was sabotage. Very cheerful, delightful, <laughs> encouraging word. And, uh, and so I just really, God, what does this word mean? Do I need to be on the lookout? You know, what's going on? And, and honestly, I thought, how in the world am I going to uh, talk for 35 minutes on one word? 
And I said, well, the, the anointing of Brandon Sharp will have to come on me to be able to speak for 35 minutes on one word. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so, but he did. And so then when we went on the ladies retreat and, uh, you know, Liz talked to us about, you know, challenging us about that one word, really, what do you, what do you want? And I looked up the definition of the word sabotage because, you know, that's usually where you start when you're trying to figure out what it means, what something means. And the definition was to destroy, to damage, obstruct, hamper, or hurt one's efforts. To destroy, to damage, to obstruct, to hamper, or hurt one's effort. And as I began to, to think on that a little bit and the definition and what that meant, I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, Cheryl, you have sabotaged the work of my Holy Spirit in your life. And I was like, whoa, okay. All right, Lord, that, again, not the cheery, encouraging message I would have got, but, but it was said out of a context of love. And, and you know how sometimes when you're walking through a season, you don't always understand what that season's about. You know it's a process, and I am very, very much still in this process of, of learning what he's, gonna, what he's teaching and what I'm speaking on this morning. But I felt like God began to show me almost like a movie. You know how he'll begin to kind of replay things in your life or things that have happened. And, and that's kind of what he did for me as I began to think on, think on today is he began to show me and he said to me, Cheryl, I just want you to share your story. I just want you to share the process that I've had you on and how you have come out of that and, and how you had allowed yourself to be sabotaged and how you allowed, you know, yourself to sabotage the Holy Spirit's work in your life. And so, um, I'm just gonna kind of start there. I was raised in an amazing Christian home. Um, the church I grew up in did not believe in a junior Holy Spirit for kids. You know, the Holy Spirit was the Holy Spirit. You know, our body, we were taught from a very young age, you get saved, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and he desires to live and dwell in you. He can be your friend, he can be your companion, he's there to help you out. And that's, that's what I grew up in. And I remember even as a young kid, um, I think it was fifth or sixth grade, it was middle school, and uh, I, you know, I was trying to make this drastic decision of do I play basketball or do I go out for cheerleading? And I mean, truthfully, if I'd really listened to the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't have done either because I was terrible at both. <laughs> but, um, but, so I, but it was really tearing me up, and I, you know, tearing me up inside. And I remember it was a Friday morning I had to have that decision made, and Thursday night, um, I was just up all night wrestling with it. I knew where my friends were at, and so I was just kind of going back and forth. And so I went downstairs, and my dad was like, why are you up? And I told him, I said, oh, I'm wrestling with this decision. I don't know if I should play basketball. You know, when you're in middle school, everything's a big major ordeal. And so, um, and so my dad just said, Cheryl, you prayed about it? What's the Holy Spirit saying? And I remember thinking like, oh, yeah, no, not really, but that's cool, you know? And so from a very young age, my father began, and my mother both taught me how to hear and obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so that's, that's the environment, and so that's what I grew up in. But somehow in the last couple years of my life through the busyness of being a mom and, and all that kind of stuff, I really believe that God's began to show me that I, that I started to sabotage that walk with the Holy Spirit. And I didn't even, I don't think realized it until I was driving to um, a girl's thing uh, for one of my friend's 40th birthdays. And we were listening to this message and, and it was a lady talking about, it just worked me as I heard her tell like daily how he empowered her and daily how he taught her and how she was raising her kids to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I just became so convicted. 
And I thought, oh my gosh, you know how those moments where God allows you to see your condition? And that was that moment for me where I realized I'm wondering why I don't have power. I'm wondering why I feel distracted and feel like that the race that I'm running is not um, targeted, that I'm, that I'm getting off course, why, why there's not peace in my home, why I'm not parenting with patience. You know, all of the fruits of the spirit that I was taught, the Holy Spirit brings out inside of us. I didn't have, and I wasn't seeing that fruit. And, um, and I just, man, Lord, teach me, how do I get back to that place? And so he, he has, and that's kind of what, what the last couple years have been about, or even really even the last couple months, I should say. Um, and one of the, the examples, I, you know, I'm a children's pastor, and so we like to make things a little more practical. So, um, so that's what I'm going to do. And the, kind of the example the Holy Spirit gave me is I'm a runner. I love to run. I know I may not look like it, but I do. I love to run. And it has been crazy and fun, and we've loved every second of it. But it is hard work. And there are lots of short training runs. There are lots of long training runs. And I'm telling you, we don't go into these things like, oh, we're just going to go run half marathon. Like we prepare, we research what's the best shoes, what's the best equipment, what's the best gel packs to use, you know, how should our timing be? When should we speed up? When should we slow down? You know, all these things, all these foods we can't pronounce, we start eating like kale and quinoa and, you know, just hoping that they're actually good for you. And, you know, you can believe what they say. And, um, and so, and so that's what we do. And so we train really, really, really hard. But what if after the end of every long run, I were to drive my car through the Starbucks drive-through and order, which I love coffee. This is not a coffee disc. To order the largest mocha frappuccino full of whipped cream sugary drink that I can get every single time we finish a training run and drive home. What am I done? Sabotage. Sabotage. I have sabotaged my run. I have sabotaged my efforts. I know I was doing, and that's what I think some of us do, is we sabotage the Holy Spirit's work in our life. Because of I, what really God's begun to show me is habits that I've created, things that aren't necessarily bad. You know, you wouldn't, I w can't list them, and you would say, oh, those are, those are sin, you know, those are terrible things. They're not bad. But they're just unhealthy habits that we've allowed to come in our lives that, that is prohibiting us from hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit in our lives on a daily basis. And I think my tendency was when I would go through a really hard season, Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you. This is so hard. I can't do this. You know, yada, I can't do this. I need you. I need you. My husband was deployed. I mean, Holy Spirit, I cannot parent by myself. I need you. You know, but then things get better. Things get in more of a routine and life gets a little mundane. You know, you kind of do the same thing in and out as a mom. You know, maybe some of you at work, you do the same thing every single day. And so I think sometimes we get eased, eased and relaxed and, and we, we forget how much we need the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. And before long, where, where I was, where there's no peace in your life, there's no joy in your life because we've sabotaged that relationship with the Holy Spirit. Um, one of the things that, and it's almost embarrassing to talk about, honestly, but one of the things that I, uh, God was showing me that was a habit that I had gotten into was, um, this little device right here, my cell phone, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, some of you that are a little bit more seasoned, it may have been not as possible because your phones were plugged into the wall or those giant box phones, but this is how, you know, this is what has become. Uh, a thing in my life and, and God just began to show me like it's the first thing I would grab when I wake up in the morning you know my alarm goes off I pull my phone and I'm still you know kind of waking up a little bit and so I just flip on Facebook and just scroll you know see who 
that something cool happened in their life. See who liked my photo from the day before, you know, see, you know, but before I know it, seeds of discontentment, seeds of um, jealousy, uh, just all that kind of thing. And that's how my day was starting, y'all. You know, and before I go to bed at night, you know, you're not quite tired and you kind of want to unwind from the day. And so it was the same thing. Ramp the cord over, scroll through, see what happens, you know. And, you know, reading the latest mom blog on whether sunscreen was going to kill my kids or not. You know, I mean, and then before long, I'm living, you know, I don't have sunscreen to, to buy because they say they're all killing us. And, you know, but I'm serious. It's funny and, it's, and it is exaggerated a little bit. But, but that's how we get. We allow those little habits. Before long, they have sabotaged those moments when, you know, God began to show me, Cheryl, what would it look like if in the morning you woke up and said, Holy Spirit, I need you today. Holy Spirit, I need you to help me parent today. Holy Spirit, I need you to help me be a wife today. I need you in everything. Welcome in my day. You know, and even things like grabbing my phone and um, I would look up uh, lately, I've been Psalms 23. You know, Lord, I thank you that you are my shepherd today. I shall not want. You know, for some of you, it's, you know, help me to lie down in green pastures and, and not dirty diapers. <laughs> Lead me beside the still water. Much different is my heart starting my day off, you know? And even at the end of the day, Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for what you did today. Thank you I didn't kill my kids today. No, you know, but it's serious. I mean, some of you, it's that coworker. Thank you I didn't lose my job today. You know, but it's that attitude of recognizing that the Holy Spirit's work. And another thing that he was dealing with me on is, you know, um, I had to take my doctor. She was having some issues with my daughter. She was having some issues with her foot. And so we were taking into the doctor, like, literally two or three days a week. And I was, I was upset about it. I'm like, this is ruining my plan to get stuff done. And I was sitting in the doctor's office and I'm just scrolling through my phone, you know, ignoring her, ignoring people around me, you know, and the Holy Spirit just convicted me and said, Cheryl, you're asking me to use you, but your face is stuck in your your phone so much. You know, what if I'm trying to speak to you about that person there? What if that person needs what you have today? What if your daughter needs you to be present in that moment? And instead, all I can think about you know, is I'm stuck here at the doctor's office doing what I don't want to do, you know? And so we try to, we try to kill that moment. Um, so that, that's what it was for me. You won't allow the Holy Spirit to interrupt it. One of our, our teams back in AK always sends their, um, their order of service and their plan for the service out with a hashtag at the bottom, and it's hashtag be interruptible. And I love that. Because as believers, that's what God's called us to. He's called us to allow the Holy Spirit to interrupt our schedule because it's about people. It's not about us, not about our perfect day. It's about my kids. It's about the people that he places in my life. It's about your coworkers. It's about your family. It's about the stranger in the grocery store. He wants and he desires to use each and every one of us. He desires for his presence to bring peace into our lives. He desires us for us to live with love and joy and patience and kindness and self-control but we have to stop sabotaging that work. Another analogy that um, I feel like the Lord gave me was a lot of times I think as believers, especially if you know, we're, we have a, a part or something that we do in the church, is that a lot of times we tend to take the Holy Spirit on and off like a coat. 
You know, we're coming to church and we know, you know, we know, okay, Lord, I need a word from you today. I'm teaching in the nursery. I gotta love babies or I'm leading worship today. So I need you, Holy Spirit, so I can, so I can be sensitive, so I can know where you're going. But then we go home and we, you know, we look at our lives and we're like, there's really not a lot going on. I'm doing the same thing I do every day, getting up, going to work, punching the clock, coming home, eating dinner, you know, yada, yada, yada. And so we just check off the Holy Spirit. You know, I don't need to be, you know, I don't think we do it intentionally, but subconsciously that's what we do. And in another, that's just another way that we're sabotaging his presence. We cannot compartmentalize the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need him and we need him every day. We need him as much as the, in the mundane, boring moments of our lives. Because I'm telling you guys, those are when some of those whispers come from the Holy Spirit that are things that you need in those hard seasons. And you will not be able to stand in those seasons if you have not had those moments with the Lord where you have allowed him to impart what he wants to impart inside of you. Amen. Hebrews 12, one of my favorite chapters, probably because it's about running. Man, y'all, I really literally had a panic moment this morning because I thought if I don't wear heels, I will not be able to see over this <laughs> thing. So I'm grateful. Sorry, wasn't very spiritual. So Hebrews 12, 1. We got to have fun, right? Therefore, actually, you know what? I am going to read it out of the New Living Translation because I think that that is what we have up there. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off and throw off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. And one of the things God said to me about, the, <laughs> I hear the kids. One of the things God said to me um, about that verse was he said, Cheryl, the whole purpose of a race, and I tend to be a um, read steps ahead of everybody else in where we're going and what we're saying, and I am constantly thinking and planning ahead. And so a lot of times I don't enjoy the process, and so I just see the end result, and I run races like that. You know, I think about, I gotta pace myself, I gotta pace myself because I just wanna, I just wanna finish. I want that success of finishing. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Cheryl, it's not so much about finishing the race if my character isn't shown through you throughout the race. If my character, if my love, my Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is not evident in your life through the race, then you've not that run that race successfully. I've not called you to just finish the race. I've called you to, to run it with love, with joy, with peace, everything that Galatians 5 talks about. We are called to run the race that he's called for each of us to run. Not just finish it but run it with excellence. And that means inviting the Holy Spirit to have his work and have his way in our lives, in the mundane, in the boring, just as much. I feel like when I was praying this morning, God said that there were two different people here today and that there were those people that, like me, you grew up the Holy Spirit, you were taught from a young age, you know, or, or even into your adolescent years where he's been a part of your life. You know, he, you know, you know what he's about, you know his purpose, you know what he's, he's, his purpose and his call is in your life. But you, like me, have just allowed the mundane habits of everyday life to kind of sabotage his work and to kind of sabotage the things that he's been speaking to you. And then the other group is, is uh, I feel like he gave me a picture of people that 
You've been coming to Eastside or, you know, whatever church you're involved in, and you have seen the Spirit of God moving. You've seen, you know, you see people up here dancing and do the amazing worship that we had where, you know, the Holy Spirit gave that song to Jordan. That was not a planned ahead deal. You know, you've seen that kind of stuff happen, and, but you're scared. You're allowing fear to keep you from inviting the Holy Spirit into your lives. And, and we had this house that we just moved out of and forever in this house, ridiculous. What was the purpose of this light switch? And then it wasn't a couple months later that we noticed, I, you know, we'd plug something into this outlet and it would never, you know, your phone charger would never beep saying it's charging or whatever. And, you know, okay, this is silly. Well, one day, I don't remember if it was me or Brandon, but one day it dawned on us, oh, the light switch controls the outlet. And so we had to flip it on to be able to get the power out of it. You know, and that's where some of us are at. You know, the Holy Spirit, God has given us a free gift in the Holy Spirit. And he is the one that empowers us to live life successfully. And we have to not only plug in, but flip the switch on. It's power that's there. It's been there from the very beginning. And you have to step off that cliff, step off that point of fear and allow God to teach you and he will, he'll walk with you through that process. It's not like, oh, who, here's this holy who and I'm gonna stick him in you and all these scary things are gonna start happening. You know, that's not how it is at all. He's loving and he's gentle and he's kind and he will teach us and we are in a church that will teach you. You know, so I encourage you that, you know, when we have prayer time after, if you're in any of those categories, have, have, have come forward and have the prayer team talk to you. Be real, be vulnerable. God will meet us in those vulnerable places. Amen. 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 Go ahead and stand up. I'm going to pray with you real fast. Thanks for listening to the Eastside Church Podcast. If you have any questions or need more information, visit our website, eastsidechurch.co.